fellow FCS Nation, it's time for your show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. I'm coming to you from the flagship station of FCS Nation, Fox Sports, 1450 and 92.7 KGRZ and 1340 KYLT in Missoula, Montana. Joining me like he does each week during the season is Mr. Chris Callum. On today's show, Mr. DJ Coulter, a member of the 1995 Montana Grizzly National Championship team, will be here to talk about the Brawl of the Wild. And one of my favorite guests, Mr. Andy Talley, former head coach of the Villanova Wildcats and recent college football Hall of Fame inductee, will join us. Chris, awful lot of games to get to from last week and a short time to get there. Let's just get right to the action. Up first, number one, Sam Houston, 42, Eastern Kentucky, 28. Chris, I don't think it's a stretch to say that Eastern Kentucky is probably the best team Sam Houston's played all season, and they handled the Colonels. Yeah, no real surprise. The Bearcats led 21 to nothing at half and never looked back. Eric Schmidt had a great day passing, 392, three touchdowns. Number two, Montana State, 20, Idaho, 13. Close, hard-fought, defensive battle. You kind of figured Montana State was going to pull it out in the end, but we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Give the Idaho Vandals credit. They have not mailed in the season. No, they certainly have it. And in this game, the Bobcat defense was really the star. They liked five sacks, held the Vandals to 14 first downs, 277 total yards. But the Vandals kept it close the whole way. Montana State had trouble passing the ball, and Idaho's Zach Borish passed for a touchdown, and he ran for 108 yards, so he kept them in the game from the quarterback position. The Cats' ground game was the difference as they rushed it 50 times for 258. Number three, James Madison, 32, William & Mary, 22. Good win for the Dukes, but their red zone struggles continue. Yeah, but the beneficiary of that's Ethan Racky. He became the NCAA All-Division leader for both career field goals at 100 and career scoring by a kicker, 517. Cole Johnson passed it for 334. He ran it for another 46 to go along with two touchdowns. Antoine Wells Jr. had a monster day, nine receptions for 134 yards. Wells is getting healthy at the right time. He was beat up early in the season. He's a huge weapon for the Dukes as we get into playoff time. Number 23, South Dakota 23. Number four, South Dakota State. 20. Chris, I've seen a lot of things in football, but I ain't never seen nothing like that. Well, you're not supposed to turn off a game until there's zeros on the clock, but a second was put back on the clock in this case, so if you did turn it off, you missed this unbelievable finish. Jacks threw an intentional incompletion from the Oats 45 with eight seconds left in hope of running out the clock, but upon further review, the rest put a second back on, and then Carson Camp heaved a Hail Mary, which was caught by Jeremiah Webb for the winning score. A hundred years of coaching experience on the Jackrabbits staff and that's what they come up with. Chris, I think the right play is just punt the ball out of the end zone put your defense on the field. What do you think? Well, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I have to agree. Either that or teach your quarterback how to throw it a lot higher and a lot further. Number five, North Dakota State 49, Youngstown State 17. This is a North Dakota State we've been waiting to see. They rolled up the Penguins. They did with big plays too. They scored five times on forty uh, plays of 40 yards or more. They racked up an impressive 454 yards in the ground. Great bounce back after last week's loss. Number six, East Tennessee State 56, Western Carolina 35. Western Carolina was in this one, but the Bucks defense gave up a lot of points. The specialty teams weren't particularly good, especially the kickoff team, but that defense made the plays when they had to. Impressive win on the road for East Tennessee State. So Jacob Saylor's rushes it for an ETSU game record 266, and his partner in crime, Quay Holmes, chipped in another 212. This was just a one-score game, though, heading into the fourth quarter before the Bucks put it away. 
Rogan Wells passed for 385, four scores, but also a pair of picks in the loss. I get what you're saying as far as ETSU making some mistakes, but I like how they can win in both defensive struggles and shootouts. And Western Carolina might be a team to keep an eye on next year. Number nine, Eastern Washington, 38. Number seven, UC Davis, 20. Well, I tried to watch it. The first half was excellent. The second half, it was like I was watching the game in London, England or something. The fog rolled in, and when the fog rolled in, so did the Eagles' offense. Yeah, you, you literally couldn't see the ball watching it on TV, but the Eagle offense was really good, 625 yards. The defense played equally as well. They held Davis to just 283. Eric Berrier became the Big Sky Conference's all-time leader in pass yards with 12,676 in his career. His three touchdowns passing also tied Vernon Adams Jr. for the Big Sky and Eastern Washington career passing touchdown record with 110. Number eight, Southeastern Louisiana, 56, Northwestern State, 28. Southeastern Louisiana, nice bounce back win here. They were able to just overwhelm the Demons. Cole Kelly and then his backups, Eli Sawyer and Cephas Johnson the third, combined for a 25 of 28 performance. That's 89.3%. And the Lions build a 35 to 7 halftime lead and then cruise to the easy win. Number 10, Villanova, 33, Stony Brook, 14. Thought this one would be a little closer. Stony Brook came in riding high, a three game winning streak. The defense had played well, but Villanova stomped them. Yeah, and the Nova D really played well. They held the Seawolves to just 175 yards of offense, and Justin Covington and Jalen Jackson each had over 100 yards rushing. Wildcats D seems to be peaking at the right time. Number 11, Tennessee Martin, 42, Tennessee Tech, 3. Chris, we've been waiting for the Skyhawks to put together a complete game. They did that one week ago. Yeah, and this is their eighth straight win, rushing for 298, and that's against the OVC's number one rated defense. Zach Wallace led the way with 123 yards and two touchdowns on just 14 carries. Number 12, Missouri State, 34. Number 19, Northern Iowa, 27. Chris, I know you never cover up Northern Iowa in the playoff race, but it's going to be hard for them to get in, I think. Missouri State, man, this game was going to be close. It was going to be hard fault. And the Bears were able to outlast the Panthers, 34-27. Panthers came back from two touchdowns with a game-tying score with just 2.17 left. And then Missouri State's Jason Shelley hit Navion Mitchell on a 55-yard scoring strike with 58 seconds left to get the win. Panthers D played well, holding the Bears to 57 yards rushing, but Shelley was able to move the ball through the air, passing for 3.20. Panthers probably out of it, but there's a sliver of a hope. Number 20, Mercer, 10. Number 22, Chattanooga, 6. For a 10-6 game, Chris, This was an exciting affair. Mercer got five Chattanooga turnovers. And they won the game by kicking the ball like they did in the water boy. Two things I've never really seen on a football field happen last week in the FCS with the way South Dakota won and some high-quality H2O there by Mercer on the specialty teams. Yeah, they sealed the game on that play. It definitely was like the water boy. It was a direct kick right at the Chattanooga up man. He was drilled. Ball bounces straight back into Mercer's hands for them to seal the victory. Other than that, turnovers were a huge part of this game. The Bears forced six of them. News from around the subdivision. Grambling State fired head football coach Broderick Fobbs on Monday, ending an eight-year tenure that included two SWAC conference championships. Broderick Fobbs out at Grambling State. We'll unveil our FCS Top 25 right after these messages from the NCAA. In the NCAA Division I Football Championship subdivision, the game is played with perseverance, integrity, passion, character, and sportsmanship as he works to honor the game and respect his teammates, opponents, officials, and fans. Every FCS player 
player grows in his responsibilities as a student athlete and as a member of his campus and community. The NCAA Division I Football Championship Subdivision. Every down, every day. In the Division I Football Championship Subdivision, the name of the game is outsmart, outhustle, outscore. But in the FCS, it's not always about the outcome. It's also about how you play the game. It's played with passion and pride and sportsmanship. It's played with honor and integrity. And it's played in towns across America where football is a way of life. The Division I Football Championship Subdivision. It's more than a game. Here it is, our top 25 for Week 12. Number one, Sam Houston. Two, Montana State. Three, James Madison. Number four, North Dakota State. Number five, East Tennessee State. Number six, Eastern Washington. Seven, Villanova. Eight, Missouri State. Nine, Southeastern Louisiana. And rounding out the top ten, Sacramento State. Number 11, Montana. Number 12, South Dakota State. 13, UT Martin. 14, Southern Illinois. 15, UC Davis. 16, Kennesaw State. 17, Incarnate Word, 18, Mercer, 19, South Dakota, and rounding out the top 20, Jackson State. Number 21, Holy Cross. Number 22, VMI. Number 23, Monmouth. 24, Florida A&M. And number 25, Sacred Heart. This portion of FCS Nation is brought to you by the Brokers Realty in Johnson City, Tennessee. The Brokers Realty provide residential and commercial sales and leasing. The Brokers focus on providing each client the individualized attention and customer service you'd expect from the leading Tennessee real estate firm. For all your real estate needs, look no further than the Brokers Realty, 3583 West Market Street in Johnson City, 423-677-8095, thebrokersrealty.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. For sticking with us during the break, you're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. We're now joined by Mr. Andy Talley, former head coach of the Villanova Wildcats, won a national championship with Villanova, being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Coach Talley, thanks for making the time. What does it mean to you to be a Hall of Famer? I know you're a real humble guy, but I would have a shirt that says, hey, you're looking at a College Football Hall of Famer. I'm not as humble as you are, Coach. <laughs> well, uh, it's uh, quite unexpected, frankly. Um, I mean, they have some parameters on the thing. You have to win 60% of your games, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, they contacted me as soon as I, as soon as I uh, retired. Uh, they told me that I would be on the ballot. So I figured, okay, well, that means I'll be dead by the time they pick me, you know, uh, and said there was a two-year waiting list. So the next thing you know, um, you know, this ball comes in the mail and I'm like, what the heck is this? You know, and uh, congratulations on being inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame. There's only 212 uh, since 18 something and you're one of them. And I was like, holy mackerel. Wow. Uh, Shocking, really, but pretty great. Coach, I know that you keep your ear to the ground and your eyes on the field at Villanova. That's a good football team this year. What are their chances to get to Frisco? What do you think? Well, uh, they have a tremendous quarterback. 
and uh, he has really made the difference. Uh, he was the big difference in their win over JMU, who's very, very good. Uh, so now they're tied uh, for the championship. Uh, they and JMU and, and Villanova has to beat Delaware in the final game, uh, and they'll get the seed out of the CAA. So um, they're very good. Uh, they lost to Penn State, but it gave them a good run. Uh, and got upset by William and Mary, but you know, in the CAA, that happens. Coach, you do the Andy Tally Bone Marrow Foundation, which we've been very pleased to be a part of for years. Tell us about that and how people can get involved. Well, thank you for asking. Uh, we're saving a lot of lives uh, up to this point. Now, uh, we've put almost 900 people uh, that that needed bone marrow transplants to live. I mean, they were all going to die for sure. And we were able to match them with, in many cases, a college football player. So we have uh, 150 college football teams that work with me and do bone marrow drives every year. And the bone marrow drive is a very simple process. It's a simple cheek swab, and they put your DNA uh, on a slide, and now we have it. Uh, and if someone needs a match and you happen to be that match, it's usually one in 600 uh, to maybe be called, but because of our young group of players that we have with college football teams, it's, it's one in 180. So a lot of these kids, 18 to 25 male, are the perfect match for somebody in the world. So it's been great stuff, and it's kept me going. You know, once I stopped coaching, I had been doing it uh, as, you know, in the last 10 or 15 years of my career. So I just kept on going. So it, it has been terrific. And uh, there's uh, over 20 million people on the donor list, uh, but we need so many more donors. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, once you're 38, you're off the donor list. So they really want young people whose marrow is just much more, uh, you know, the type that they're they're looking for. Well, I'm not 38. I'm much older than that now, so I'm off the list. But it was very easy, FCS Nation. Like Coach Talley said, you swab a cheek, send it in, and you can maybe save a life, which is a really, really cool thing. Coach, 24 teams in the playoffs this year didn't have that many when you were coaching Villanova. How important was it for your squad to get that first round by and not have to play the first week of the playoffs? Well, it's incredibly important. For one thing, uh, it gives you a couple of weeks to get ready uh, for your first game uh, after you're coming off of your last game of the season. Um, now, you, you know, you're playing over the Thanksgiving weekend and it just happens so quick from your last game. If you have injury, unfortunately, you carry that injury into the game. So it's critical not to be in that first round. Um, my last year uh, at Villanova, well, wasn't my next to my last year. At the year after we won the title in 2009 and 2010, um, we, we got in uh, as an eight and three team and we ended up playing uh, the, the number two seed in the country in the first round. Uh, and then in the second round, you know, we played the number one seed in the country on the road. And in the third round, um, you know, we had to go to Eastern Washington and they were, I think, number one in the country that year. So we played one, two, and three uh, back to back to back away. And that's, that's too much for any college football team to, to travel that far. So it's, it's a real downer to be in the first round. I mean, it's great. It's awesome. You, you made it. 
But it's an uphill battle for sure. Coach, how can people get involved? How can they look up Tally Bone Mara on the web? And college football players, if you're listening, there'll be events on campuses, correct? That's how you uh, get the cheeks. Oh, yes. We have have events on campus all around the country. But uh, if anybody's interested, tallybonemarrow.org. If you just look it up, tallybonemarrow.org, and just contact me on that and say that you would like to be a donor uh, and then we can get a kit sent to you and you can do the cheek swab at home. It takes two seconds, put it back in the mail and send it back. And uh, now you're on the donor list and we've got you up there running. So it's very simple. It's just uh, www.tally, T-A-L-L-E-Y, bodenmarrow.org. Very simple to do. Coach Tally, you did me a solid and this show a solid a bunch of years ago. You were my first guest on an FCS radio program. So, folks, if you don't like me or the show, you only got Coach Andy Tally to blame. But, Coach, I really appreciated that all those years ago. It meant a lot to me, and, and you mean a lot to me. And thanks for being on the show, Coach. really appreciate it. Well, you're very kind. You do a great job. Uh, we are lucky to have you. Thanks so much, and thanks for having me. Interview with the Coach is brought to you by... The Harrell Group Security Solutions. The Harrell Group is a comprehensive security solutions company headquartered in Northeast Tennessee and was established to provide dynamic security solutions to the modern security risk people and facilities face. The security of you and your company's assets are Harrell Group's number one priority. Look up Harrell Group on the web at harrellgroup.com. That's H-A-R-R-E-L-L-G-R-P.com. This is Flash from Bikers Against Bullies USA. We are a not-for-profit group created by bikers, but not limited to bikers. We are committed to creating awareness and educating both kids and adults on the benefits of living in a society of respect for each other combined with self-empowerment. Bikers Against Bullies USA was started in Missoula, Montana. The very real fact is that kids are kids, and they're dying by their own hands each week due to the insidious nature of the psychological and emotional trauma created by today's bullying attempts. Our personal philosophy is that one dead child is one too many. I personally ask you to stand up, support us, and by doing so, you're making a difference. We cannot change things without you, your support, and I thank you in advance. You can get a hold of us at BikersAgainstBulliesUSA.com or Facebook, Bikers Against Bullies USA. Wearing braces on your teeth can be challenging. Flossing and brushing is frustrating at best. The patented platypus flosser and toothbrush for people that wear braces is the easiest and most effective oral hygiene device on the planet. Unlike traditional methods that are, well, just awful, your kids will actually use the platypus products because they are fast and easy to use. If your child wears braces, protect your investment in their teeth with the platypus flosser and toothbrush available at your nearest Albertsons and Safeway store in the oral care aisle. Platypusco.com. Are you ready for new windows? Renewal by Anderson's windows are the best you can get. And their awesome Black Friday event is backed by popular demand. This is an incredible offer. You don't have to get up early, stand in line. You don't even have to wait until Black Friday. You can book an estimate right now. Listen to this. Renewal by Anderson is giving 20% off every window. 
and depending on how many windows you get, you'll receive a Visa gift card for up to $1,500. Imagine getting awesome new Renewal by Anderson windows and a lot of spending cash for Christmas. It's fantastic. The financing offer is the best ever. No money down. No interest or payments for 18 months. Think about that. You get your new windows now and you don't even have to make a payment until 2023. Wow. It's a very limited time offer. It starts on Black Friday, November 26th, runs through December 10th only. Please do not wait to book your free estimate right now. Just go to rbamontana.com, set up the free estimate. Renewal by Anderson. Make a great investment this Black Friday. Thanks for hanging with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Networks. Now time for Chris and I to take a trip around FCS Nation for the last time in the regular season and preview some of the biggest games taking place around the country this week. Number one, Sam Houston is at Abilene Christian. Chris, Abilene Christian, not going to be in the playoffs, but they do have something to play for. They're 5-5. Five and five. It'd be a big deal for them to upset Sam Houston and get to 6-5 and five in a winning season. Yeah, and they bring a balanced offensive attack. They're averaging 30 points per game, but the Bearcats are still playing for a high seed. I don't think Sam Houston should have much trouble here. Number two, Montana State is at number 12, Montana in the Brawl of the Wild. Well, ESPN game day is not coming. For the game day crew, I just say that most people in Montana feel like you're looking for a ride to the train station if you get what I'm laying down there. <laughs> should be a heck of a game. The Cats are giving up 11.6 points per game. The Grizz are giving up 13.3 points per game. That is against a tougher schedule. Cats are ranked fifth in passing yards allowed while the Grizz are ranked 72nd. But the Grizz get after the quarterback, so they take some chances, but that produces 3.5 sacks a game. Montana has been beat up all season. We know that, especially at the running back position. And the Cats, as a result, partially are averaging nearly 100 more yards on the ground than the Grizz are. Don't expect that much production as the Grizz are giving up just 75 yards per game. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring here, Kevin. Both QBs are efficient, and I think that might be where the game rests is which QB has the better day. And the Bobcats, if the passing game isn't really working, they can bring in Tommy Mallott from Butte, and he pretty much does what Troy Anderson's done in the past, right? Yeah, yeah, just athletic stud, makes plays with his feet. And for Montana, the defense has been outstanding the last two weeks and really all season. So if you're the Bobcats, you know you want to come out and run the football, but you're going to have to throw the ball to win, I think, don't you? Yeah, I think so. And and that was one of the things that surprised me with, with Matthew McKay. They don't force him to make a lot of attempts. He doesn't throw the prettiest ball, but he's effective and he delivers it and he takes care of it and protects the ball well, too. Your Brawl of the Wild coverage is brought to you by Missoula Nissan Hyundai. 2715 Brook Street in Missoula. Look him up on the web at Missoula Nissan Hyundai.com. Towson is at number three, James Madison. Chris, a little bit of a trap here for James Madison, you think? Looking ahead to probably being a high seed in the playoffs come Sunday in the selection show. Towson comes in. There's a lot of transfers from FBS programs on that football team. So you know they have talent. They just haven't really been able to put it all together so far this year. But Towson is a dangerous team. JMU cannot take them lightly. Yeah, they, they do have talent, but they've lost three of four. They're struggling to score. They're averaging only 20 points per game over that stretch. JMU, on the other hand, is on a five-game winning streak since they fell to Nova. Similar to the Sam Houston State game, I just don't see them having much trouble with Towson. Number 19, South Dakota is at number four, North Dakota State. I'm intrigued by this one. North Dakota State kind of unleashed the offense last week. 
it looked extremely good. No more close to the vest stuff, I don't think, except for when it benefits them. And South Dakota, they have to be coming into this ball game sky high. You won one last week. You probably didn't have any business winning. And maybe you just lay it all out in the line one more week and see what happens. If they beat North Dakota State, South Dakota's in. Well, similar to the Brawls, is another game where both defenses are playing well. The Bison, probably the slightly better of the two in most categories, especially passing, where they're giving up just 154 per game through the air. The Yotes want to run the ball with Travis Tice and Nate Thomas. Carson Camp is a capable quarterback who takes care of the ball, only three INTs this season, and he can make plays both running and throwing it. The Bison offense appears to be more dynamic, as you pointed out, with Miller at the helm. He's completing 70% of his passes this year, 10 touchdowns against just two picks. Number 18, Mercer, is at number five, East Tennessee State, in what is the Southern Conference Championship game? I hope the people in Johnson City will pack Green Stadium. I believe they will. This will be a great atmosphere. Two really good teams. This is what SoCon football is all about. And I wouldn't expect a shootout this week for the Bucks. They are, however, about to have two 1,000-yard rushers in Quay Holmes and Jacob Sailors. Sailors is at 950. Holmes is already at 1,300. Fred Davis leads Mercer in rushing, but they truly have five or six backs that can get significant carries in a game. Both defenses give up 21 points per game. Mercer has averaged just nine points per game against over the last three, but the opponents were Wofford, the Citadel, and Chattanooga. East Tennessee did give up 385 through the air last week, but I don't think Mercer can pass it like that. Should be a really good game. Mercer head coach Drew Cronick is an up-and-comer. He'll have something ready for ETSU on that side of the ball. Mercer's not going to wow you offensively. That game they played against Chattanooga last week will be perfect for how they want to win. East Tennessee State, I think you come out and you got to be stubborn with the running game, but maybe you come out and try to throw the ball, loosen up the running game. Should be a great game in Johnson City, Tennessee. ETSU Buccaneer football preview is brought to you by Fudge Fitness. Is your athlete dealing with turtle shell syndrome, lack of flexibility, balance, strength, and footwork? Well, your speed specialist is here. Derek Fudge, former East Tennessee State All-Southern Conference linebacker and owner of Fudge Fitness. Fitness is here to serve athletes in eastern Tennessee, southwestern Virginia, and western North Carolina. All athletes ages 7 and up, all sports are welcome. Fudge Fitness has group sessions, travel teams, and private lessons available. For more information, call or text Fudge Fitness at 423-741-1115 or visit the website at fudgefitness.com. Number six, Eastern Washington is at Portland State. Chris, Portland State is a dangerous team. They didn't look particularly good last week, but any team that has day Davis Alexander at the helm of an offense is going to be a team that can beat you. And he's similar to Eric Berrier. He's a good athlete, one of the better athletes you'll see on the field that day. He can pass it, he can run it. But then also look at defensive tackle B.J. Malo, who's just simply a tackle machine for the Vikings. He's ranked fourth in the nation in tackles for loss with 19, and he has 10.5 sacks on the year. Portland State has given Eastern fits in the series and would love to validate their season with a quality win. They'd be above 500. At Portland State, you kind of have to create your own atmosphere, right? It's not going to be a packed stadium. It's not going to be loud. There's not going to be even negativity to feed off for the visiting team. It's a tough place to play for that reason. But with all that's on the line for Eastern Washington, I don't believe they'll have a problem getting up. Do you? No, I don't think so. They haven't there in the past, and there will be probably a couple thousand Eastern fans there to watch the game. Number seven, Villanova is at Delaware. This game has lost some luster. I think we all had this circled at the beginning of the season that maybe this will be a game to decide who was going to maybe finish second in the CAA behind James Madison. Well, 
Villanova was able to beat James Madison, so Villanova wins, then they'll be tied with JMU. Delaware's just been decimated by injuries, and that's a shame because this was a really good football team. Still is a dangerous one, like a wounded animal in the corner. This will not be easy for Villanova. No, but they're peaking on both offense and defense. The Hens have a championship caliber defense, but they really haven't shown much offense all season. Unless Delaware can take advantage of mistakes, maybe get an early lead and play keep away, I think this one could be over quickly. So what you're saying is that Delaware needs to try to William and Mary Nova, right? Exactly. Number eight, Missouri State is at Dixie State. Chris, Dixie State had an opponent last week that they were able to do to what has been done to them all season, and yet here comes Missouri State to town. Number eight, Missouri State at Dixie. It got a little easier last week, but boy, it doesn't this week. Yeah, break up the Blazers. They're on a roll. They've won one in a row against D2 Fort Lewis. But hey, you know what? You've got to credit them for going out and playing. Literally, it's one of the hardest schedules we've ever seen at this level. An upset here would be an absolute shock of the year. Number 10, Sacramento. State is at number 15, UC Davis in the Causeway Classic. Chris, I still think SAC is being underrated here. They have done a lot of things especially without their All-America running back. It's really been that next-man-up cliche for the Hornets at that position, and they have looked good every time they've played. Are they due for a bad game? Perhaps. But I've been very impressed with Troy Taylor, very impressed with Sacramento State. UC Davis, look, they got exposed a little bit last week, I think. And the offense just hasn't been there recently. You know, where's the team that went down the field against Tulsa and won that ball game. We haven't seen them in a while. I'm not sure if we're going to see them again. Well, and one of those scores last week was a kickoff return for a touchdown, so Eastern really held them to 14 points. The Hornets are a little better against the run than Davis, and they're noticeably better against the pass. We saw that last week with Davis, and they're on the year giving up 300 yards per game. That said, these are two very similar teams. Davis has the FBS win over Tulsa, and Sack has a big win in Missoula, and as well as a blowout win over NAU where they, they pitched a shutout. Huge game for both teams. Biggest Causeway class probably in a long time if not forever and I think SAC has a legit shot at a seed heck both teams do should be fun to watch North Dakota is at number 11 South Dakota State you would have thought we were nuts seven weeks ago if we just said you know the Jackrabbits really got to have this one to make the playoffs yeah, that's exactly in my notes. They need the win to feel safe, at least about an at-large bid. And it's totally surprising considering not just where they were, you know, at the start of the season or middle of the season, but two weeks ago after they beat North Dakota State. The Hawks have played everybody in the conference tough, losing to Missouri State by four, to Southern Illinois by three, to North Dakota State by six. So don't be surprised, Kevin, if this is a very tight game. Number 13, Tennessee Martin is at SEMO. Chris, it's tough to beat a team twice in a season, but I think we saw what UT Martin wants to be last week and if they can come out and avoid a slow start you know you can't afford to spot SEMO 14 points and expect to win UT Martin is not good enough to do that week after week after week well maybe you put seven weeks because they have been six weeks so UT Martin at SEMO should be a tough ball game and SEMO isn't the program that they were just a couple of years ago I think they're reloading but I think this is the year for UT Martin look they're going to carry the banner for the Ohio Valley Conference and there aren't a lot of people there left in that league to carry the banner. UT Martin's done a nice job. The Skyhawks are a good football team. Oh, they're definitely a good team. And the Red Hawks are yielding 450 yards in total offense per game. 177 of that is on the ground, which isn't a good sign when you're facing the nation's ninth best rushing attack. But Martin can also pass it. I like Tennessee Martin in this game. UT Martin Skyhawk football previews brought to you by Are you looking to go green this spring? Then all electric lawn care is for you. No gas, mowing, power raking, and power washing, edging, bush, and shrub trimming, chainsaw work, and much, much more. Call Rob. 
Bob at 630-404-0409 and get your lawn care done with all electric equipment. Call Rob, 630-404-0409, serving the Missoula and Bitterroot Valleys of Montana. Youngstown State is at number 14, Southern Illinois. Chris, Youngstown State, it seemed like they were putting it together. They've regressed the last several weeks. And Southern Illinois, they were riding high earlier in the season, kind of fell back to earth, starting to climb back up there again. Southern Illinois is a good football team. Nick Baker is a good quarterback. Donovan Spencer and those other running backs can run the football. Their defense is good. I think Southern Illinois is a team that's built for November and December. But you got to win this one to get there. Well, Youngstown's only two victories came against ranked playoff-bound teams in Missouri State and Incarnate Word. Could this be their third? Probably not, considering they're giving up 37 points per game on defense. I like Southern Illinois here. I mean, even when Youngstown State wasn't good under Bo Pelini, their defense wasn't this bad. 37 points a game. It's hard to win. That's not Valley football, right? I mean, the only place you had an opportunity to win a lot of games giving up 37 points is 14 years ago in the Big Sky Conference because you're going to score 45 or try. Youngstown State, I have to think that, yes, they changed coaches just a couple of years ago and we had COVID, but this thing is not working out the way they want it to, is it? No, it, it's certainly not. And yeah, their their defense is as bad as their offense was the last couple of years of Pelini's campaign. So, yeah, they've got to fix some stuff on that side of the ball for sure. And Youngstown is a blue-collar, lunch-pail type of town, and they appreciate good defensive football. It's a shame they haven't seen it lately. Number 23, Monmouth is at number 16, Kennesaw State in the Big South Championship game. What is the Big South Championship game, I should say? Monmouth, what a funny team, right? Start off the season ranked in the top 10 in a lot of polls, some in the top 7, and them pushing Sam Houston in the spring playoffs seems like 50 years ago. But as the season's gone on, they've gotten better, and they have handled teams that Kennesaw State struggled against in the Big South Conference. This should be a really good game down there in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, the Hawks' struggles mostly have been on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, They're giving up 25 points per game, whereas Kennesaw is giving up just 18. Monmouth is slightly run heavy with Jawan Fari leading the way with 700 yards and eight touchdowns, but Jaden Sheridan is averaging a healthy 6.8 yards per carry as well, so they can definitely run it with that one-two punch. I think Monmouth has a more balanced offense of the two. Well, we know that because they're facing a triple option team, but Tony Musket is having a solid season, completing 65% of his passes for 24 touchdowns. Hawks have played a tougher schedule. I think they're playing the better football right now. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them go on the road and get the win and get the automatic qualifier. And Kennesaw's quarterback has developed into a pretty decent passer. I mean, they're not going to want to get in the shotgun and throw it 35 times, but he's able to hit open guys out of the triple option set deep. If you're going to throw the ball out of that offense, you want to average 25, 26 yards of reception. They have the ability to do so. Monmouth's rushing defense, though, is pretty good. I think this will be a great football game. And look, I have been not very high on Kennesaw all season. Well, you know what? They've made me look dumb, which is not hard to do, about three years in a row by playing a schedule that's not challenging and then doing pretty well in the playoffs. Do you think with the Kennesaw loss, they're in? I'm going to say if I have to pick one way or the other, I'm going to say no, they're not based on their strength of schedule. Um, But it wouldn't be surprised to see them. And if Monmouth wins this game, there's a lot of teams in the bubble that are going to be super nervous either way. Preview segments brought to you by Big Deck Barbecue Company. With Christmas coming, we all have somebody who's hard to shop for. Big Deck Barbecue Company's got you covered. They're doing their Christmas boxes once again this year. Your choice of any four Big Deck Barbecue products, gift packaging, and a personalized note, all for 50 bucks. You can't beat that. 
get to BigDeckBBQ.com. That's BigDeckBBQ.com. Tory Pines Pub in Las Vegas, Nevada. Whether you're looking for a cold drink on a hot day or a place to try out that hot hand when you're feeling lucky, Tory Pines Pub has what you're looking for. Tory Pines Pub caters to sports fans and hosts Montana Grizzlies games every football season. Not only are you going to find the Grizz on TV, but if you ask them, they'll put on whatever FCS game you want. So when you're in Las Vegas, make your way to the corner of Tory Pines and Lake Mead Boulevard to the Tory Pines Pub and tell them FCS Nation sent you. ToryPinesPub.com. I'm DJ Coulter from Fargo, North Dakota. Welcome to American Family Insurance. I understand that choosing the proper insurance protection can be overwhelming. That's why it's so important to find someone you can rely on for trusted advice. As your American Family Insurance agent, I'll work hard to earn your trust, and I look forward to helping you find the right insurance solutions for years to come. Area code 701-235-6641. Or better than that, drop by and see DJ at American Family Insurance at 4215 31st Avenue South, Suite B in Fargo, North Dakota. DJCoulter.com. Blaine McElmurray specializes in bringing your dream home to reality. Blaine and his team have been building beautiful, custom, single-family and multi-family homes since his return from the NFL in 2003. And Blaine hires only the best subcontractors to work on your home. Blaine has competed in the Parade of Homes only two times, but in those two times, he's won six of the eight awards. Give him a call. If you can dream it, he can build it. To see some of his work or for contact information, go to McElmurrayHomes.net. That's M-C-E-L-M-U-R-R-Y Homes.net. Let McElmurray Homes exceed your expectations. If you're ever in Traverse City, Michigan, stop into Brick Wheels, one of the best bicycle stores in America. You can enjoy that beautiful part of these United States on a bicycle. Road bikes, mountain bikes, fat bikes, even electric assist. And if you go into Brick Wheels and you say, go Grizz, go Bison, go Cadets, or whatever your FCS team name is, you'll get 20% off your purchase. So if you're in Traverse City, Michigan, go into Brick Wheels, talk some FCS football, get 20% off. That's Brick Wheels, Brick wheels.com are you ready for new windows renewal by anderson's windows are the best you can get and their awesome black friday event is backed by popular demand this is an incredible offer you don't have to get up early stand in line you don't even have to wait until black friday you can book an estimate right now listen to this renewal by anderson is giving 20 percent off every window And depending on how many windows you get, you'll receive a Visa gift card for up to $1,500. Imagine getting awesome new Renewal by Anderson windows and a lot of spending cash for Christmas. It's fantastic. The financing offer is the best ever. No money down. No interest or payments for 18 months. Think about that. You get your new windows now and you don't even have to make a payment until 2023. Wow. It's a very limited time offer. It starts on Black Friday, November 26th, runs through December 10th only. Please do not wait to book your free estimate right now. Just go to rbarapidcity.com, set up the free estimate. Renewal by Anderson. Make a great investment this Black Friday. Welcome back. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. We're now joined by 1995 national champion, contributor to this show, and all-around good guy, Mr. DJ Coulter. Thanks for being here, DJ. Thanks for having me. For our affiliates back east who maybe don't know what the Brawl of the Wild means to the citizens of the state of Montana, fill us in. You know, I grew up in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, you know, as a kid. I'm 44 years old now. As a kid in the 80s, there was only one game in the fall that mattered. You know, if you grew up in the state of Montana and you're you're on one side of the aisle or the other, when they say a lot of these other states, people like one sport for this, you know, school and one sport for that. And that, that doesn't happen in the state of Montana. And what's crazy is that, you know, so many families, it's a small state. So, so many families have had 
members go to both schools. So it becomes such a big, you know, you have the, the families are divided, truly divided this week and everyone wants to win and it's very competitive. And, you know, now that with the Bobcats run here a four in a row and the Grizz won 17 in a row, you know, in those nineties uh, time frame, And so you have these streaks that we're in the middle of, and it's just an ache. It's agonizing to both bad bases if you're on the losing end of the streak. And when you're on the winning end, it's just like you're on top of the world. And, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you can walk around your holidays uh, with family and friends, and you're on top of the world when you're winning. Well, this ball game, the Grizz defense has been outstanding all season. They seem to be getting a little healthier there. What kind of a ball game do you expect Saturday at Washington Grizzly Stadium in the Brawl of the Wild? You know, we always talk about lines and turnovers and, you know, those type of things. But I wouldn't say any offense is just special or really explosive. You know, obviously the Grizz QB situations, playing their young freshman, he struggled at times, Brown. Um, you know, he's just a freshman. The Cats, McKay's been a good fit for them, both running the ball. Um, McCutcheon's just come out of nowhere. He's a great kid, a good friend of mine uh, is, is friends with him. He's a great kid, you know, a Bozeman kid. So it's neat to see as a, as a Montanan. You know, I, I love to see the Montana kids on both sides of the ball have success. But so, you know, there's some players with a Cam. Both have some, some players that can make plays, but just defensively, you know, this is the best at all three levels the Grizz and Cats have been in years, in my opinion, um, combined. And that's going to really hurt the offense. I think I think this is a game that really comes down to, you know, Fonzie's probably the best offensive player on uh, both sides of the ball, you know, for both teams. And if he gets going, um, I think the Cats have a really solid offensive line. Um, and, and, you know, so that's where I think they have the advantage of both a running back and um, on the offensive line in the Grizz defense. I mean, when you lose your top four running backs, I don't know if the Grizz have a true division one running back right now. You know, that's it's just hopefully some of those guys come back, but it's hard when you don't have any consistency. It's hard for the old line. They've started almost every game. It's a different lineup and, and running back too. So that's, there's no excuses to that. That's just the way the season played out, how it, how it is. So I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I see it being, you know, a 17-7, 14-17 type game. DJ, are you surprised at how quickly the Grizz have returned to national prominence under Bobby Houck? Did you think it would take longer? Um, I'll tell you this. I, I I respected Bobby in his first run. Me and my brother never played for Bobby in that. Um, you know, I think it's you always wonder when people take over uh, good programs, um, what kind of coach they are. You never, I don't think you truly appreciate them until they take over when a program's in disarray like the Grizz were a few years ago. And Houck's at least just brought back that toughness. I think he's put together a really solid staff. I think he's brought depth back to the Grizz. You know, a few years back with all these injuries. The Grizz, I don't know if they'll be over 500, but that's what help brings to the table. I think he's done a good job bringing stability at the twos that the Grizz haven't had in a long time. So that's been neat to see, you know, how just, uh, you know, I have a lot more respect and appreciate Coach Help this second run as a Grizz alum than I did the first run, even when he was in the, you know, the championships and he had a heck of a run when he was a coach the first time. So I think he's got the Grizz on the right track. Um, and you're what, I don't know, technically they didn't play last year, but you're three or four here, however you want to word it, where uh, it's neat to see. And, and for FCS football, they need it, especially with all these exits of the top programs. We need these programs that have success in the, back, in the past and have, you know, special 
places to play in like Washington Grizzly Stadium is. We need those programs good across the whole nation. That only helps FCS football and the brand. FCS Nation, we're joined by 1995 national champion for the Montana Grizzlies, Mr. DJ Coulter. We're discussing the Brawl of the Wild. DJ, when you look at the Montana State defense, they were very good the last time they played. And look, they've gotten a little better, but you mentioned Matthew McKay. Do you think we'll see anything from the Bobcats to get Troy Anderson the football? He is maybe their best football player. Yeah, that's, that's I think, the million-dollar question right now is, you know, what's going to happen with, are they, you know, they, they pretty much saved Troy to keep him healthy because that's always been, Troy's been such a special athlete at the FCS level, both on offense and defense. You know, they're finally going to unleash him on offense, especially if maybe a couple of the running backs are a little banged up. Now, it would not surprise me one bit to see something where McKay, Tommy Mellett, their backup QB is a great running QB. Troy, I bet you they have some sets where all of them are on the field. You know, that wouldn't surprise me one bit because Troy is just a special FCS runner. Obviously, he's probably going to the next level. He's not built for that like he is a linebacker. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't shock me one bit to see Troy on offense numerous times Saturday. Got a prediction, DJ? The Grizz are going to have to make a special play on special teams and a special play on defense. I don't know if they have enough offensive firepower. It might be the first one to 20 probably wins this game. When you look on paper, the Cats are easily 10-point favorites. Now, I think they're supposed to – I would look at they're supposed to win 20-10, 17-7. It's in Missoula. I think the Grizz are the first time in years a lot tougher, more physical than they've been in probably five, seven years. That'll help. Um, but talent's talent, right? At FCS level, when you have probably the best player in offense in Afonso and the best player in defense in Anderson – you're going to have an advantage in the game. I think their line is just really, really solid. So, you know, I, I hope the Grizz can show up, give it a game, make some special plays, a turnover on defense for a some type of score, easy score, and then on offense, and then special teams play. That's what Hulk's known for is being able to do some of that. So then you're right there. Then you just never know, right? I mean, that's that's what you like. I'm hope it's a great game. It's great for FCS. You know, it's too bad the game day didn't come, but all over the nation, people were talking about it. So that's good for FCS football. FCS Nation, that's been Mr. DJ Coulter. DJ, thanks for making the time and for all your contributions throughout the years and all your support throughout the years. We couldn't do this show without you. Thank you, sir. Yep, thanks for promoting FCS football. Go Grizz. This portion of FCS Nation is brought to you by the Tennessee Hills Distillery, located in Tennessee's oldest town and recently voted East Tennessee's best distillery and craft cocktail bar. Offering tours and tastings daily, customers can see, smell, and taste every step of the spirits-making process. Recently announcing a second location, Tennessee Hills Brew Distillery, which is a concept whose time has come, is the first company to distill spirits and brew beer under one roof. Stop by and try a large selection of award-winning winning craft beers and cocktails while catching the game of the day. Tennessee Hills, a true taste of Tennessee. back you're listening to fcs nation on the palmetta radio network it's now time for the pick segment chris let's get to it and pick the games taking place around the country this week number one sam houston is at abilene christian abilene christian makes it a game for a half and then sam houston state pulls away 48 to 21 give me the bearcats 
I agree. I think Sam Houston will struggle a little bit with Abilene Christian for a while, but they'll win it relatively easy. Take Sam Houston on the road, 38-21. Number two, Montana State is at number 12, Montana in the Brawl of the Wild. Montana State has a winning streak in this series. I think it's going to end. Give me the home team. Give me the Grizz to win this game. Very low scoring, 10-9. I agree. And this is one of those few rivalry games where the old cliche, the records don't matter, throw them out the window, is really true. The Cats have won four in a row. They're a little beat up on the offensive line. The game's in Missoula, and that gives Montana an edge. Take the Grizz to win the Brawl of the Wild 21-20. Towson is at number three, James Madison. JMU has a pretty easy day of it, 31-17. to 17. Perfect game and opponent for JMU to get better in the red zone. Ethan Rathke is a weapon at place kicker for the Dukes, but even he'll tell you he'd rather be kicking extra points. He'll kick a lot of them this week. JMU rolls 45-13. to 13. Number 19, South Dakota is at number four, North Dakota State. Bison may be playing the best football in the land. They are at home. They are playing for a high seed. Give me the Bison to win this game, 31-21. You think South Dakota's feeling it right about now? Well, a lot of teams have felt that way coming into the Fargo Dome, and that feeling don't last long. The Bison will do what they do, power run game, throw the ball over the top when it's conducive, and that'll be the difference. Take NDSU at home over the Oats, 28-17. Number 18, Mercer. Is that number five, East Tennessee State? Winner wins the Southern Conference. Too much going on offense for the Bucks. I think they win this game. Going to be low scoring, 20-17. to 17. There's a common theme this year and just about every year called SoCon gonna SoCon. And normally you can rely on that to happen pretty much. This bucks that trend. Biggest game in Johnson City, Tennessee in decades. Green Stadium will be packed and it'll be loud. I just don't think Mercer has the offense to match ETSU. The Bears defense will give the Bucks some problems, but I like ETSU and that running attack of Quay Holmes and Jacob Sailors, and they'll win it 24-17. Number six, Eastern Washington is at Portland State. Saw a little bit of a change last week on offense with Eastern, especially as far as their energy on the sidelines and their level of excitement. I think they're out to prove something, and they will give me Eastern to win this game 44-30. to Agreed. Looked like a different team. Body language was there, slapping each other on the helmet. You love to see things like that. The Eagles offense got back on track, and the Vikings stumbled. A lot on the line for Eastern Washington. The Eagles will soar 42-20. to Number seven, Villanova is at Delaware. Delaware's defense will be tough for Nova, but not tough enough. Give me the Wildcats to win this game and earn themselves the top four seed 24-7. to Rivalry games are funny. We all know that. But Delaware's just decimated by injuries, and it's a shame with the expectations the Blue Hens had coming into the season. Nova wins and earns that seed, like Chris Callum just said. Take Villanova on the road at Delaware, 35-14. to Number eight, Missouri State is at Dixie State. Dixie will get a couple of late touchdowns and garbage time. Give me Missouri State to win this game, 48-10. Dixie has fought gallantly and shown a lot of bravery and pluck this season, but this is their Appomattox. Missouri State drives old Dixie down 38-13. Number 10, Sacramento State is at number 15, UC Davis and the Causeway Classic. 
two very good football coaches square off. I'm going to go with the Aggies and maybe a mild upset here. I think Sac State has a little bit of a setback. So give me Davis to win this game, 28-24. Not me, sir. Hornets not going to be intimidated going into UC Davis Health Stadium. They went into Missoula and dominated the Grizz. So that's out the window. Not going to be intimidated by the atmosphere. It's a huge game, though, and I'm glad to see the Causeway Classic means so much nationally. Troy Taylor's made the two QB system work. I think the difference will be the second of those two QBs, Asher O'Hara, running the football. But if you don't think he can throw it, you're wrong. The Aggies are at home, but I think the Hornets are the better team. Take Sac State in the Causeway Classic, 27-24. to North Dakota is at number 11, South Dakota State. South Dakota State is really good at home unless they're playing a team called UNI. They are not playing UNI. They're playing UND, who struggles a little bit on offense. They do have a good defense, but I like the Jacks to win this game. Punch their ticket, 25-17. to 17. Yeah, that last letter means a lot in UN and then that last letter, don't it? And like we said earlier, who would have thunk six weeks ago that South Dakota State would be in an almost must-win situation here to feel safe about getting in the playoffs. But the key here for the Jackrabbits is not to let South Dakota beat them two weeks in a row. They won't. Take the Jacks at home, 34-24. Number 13, UT Martin is at SEMO. I like UT Martin to continue their role. They should win this game fairly easily, 34-10. to 10. Like we discussed, the Skyhawks finally put a complete game together last week. It's senior day for SEMO, so they'll play with a lot of heart and a lot of emotion, but it won't be enough. I like UT Martin here, 38-24. Youngstown is at number 14, Southern Illinois. What Southern Illinois doesn't need is a tight game and a shootout. I think that's exactly what they're going to get, however, and I think that they lose 38-35. Give me the Gwins. Wow. Chris, uh, it's almost like you're behind in the pick segment and trying to make up ground. I don't know if that's the case or not, but boy, that's some pick. And what I have to say in response to that is if the Salukis are who we think they are, they should have no problem in this one. They are and they won't. Salukis will win 42-13. Number 23, Monmouth, is at number 16, Kennesaw State. Winner is the Big South Conference champion. The Hawks started slow, but I think they're playing the better football of the two teams here, and they know how to defend against Kennesaw. Give me the Hawks and the mild upset on the road, 24-21. to Monmouth has made you scratch your head so much this season that every Hawks fan's probably bald. Kennesaw has struggled putting away lesser opponents, but the Owls, to their credit, have won those games. But it ain't been pretty. But was that ever really the point? The musketry, see what I did there, of the Hawks passing game will be the difference. Take Monmouth to win over Kennesaw State 27-24. That brings us to the end of another episode of FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. It also brings us to the end of another regular season of FCS FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. When we next all get together, we'll be talking about the best playoff system in all of college football. 24 teams, the last team to win a game, will be crowned national champion in Frisco, Texas. FCS Nation is produced by Mr. Justin Swallows, co-hosted by Mr. Chris Callum. The marketing director for FCS Nation is Miss Stacy Marshall. On behalf of all those good people, I'm executive producer and host Kevin Marshall, thanking you for making FCS Nation a small part of your football week. And like I always do, y'all, I'd like to remind you that life's a lot like football. You play by the rules and the penalties won't kill you. Until next week, so long, everybody.